feel the heat of the game. The crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache. And the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on heat pump servicing and breakdowns, renewable energy and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. I would bet on throw-ins over 40 and free kicks over 60. (laughs) (laughs) We're obviously not in the best position, but we have got three games in hand. We need to make sure we win those games. We need to make sure we hit top form. We need to make sure that we keep believing as well because we've always got the faith and we've always got that positivity and we know that we can keep winning games and that's what we have to do to try and put pressure on our rivals. The Bull Radio Football Show with Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Simon Donnelly with OPC Energy Limited. The Renew energy specialists call 0808 as young Joe Biden takes over in the White House the ceremony going on at the moment he is the 46th president of the USA here in Scotland the talk is still all about what's happening at Celtic and they're in action in under three hours time against Livingston at Almond Vale there's been so much said Barry Ferguson the former Rangers captain is with us and the former Celtic striker Simon Donnelly too. Simon, welcome to the show. Barry, good to have you back. The story has moved on a little bit since the other day, but what about for the players tonight? Simon, what do you think they will be feeling? Out of isolation, uh, one of them still in isolation. They've had two players, Julian and someone else. What do you think for Celtic tonight? What must it be like for, for the team with this furor going on? I think the boys that have been isolating will be glad to be back. I think if you speak to, to Barry, players just want to play. I think they'll be hugely frustrated having to be cooped up in isolation for 10 days after coming back from Dubai. Missed a couple of important games. This is another big one for them tonight. Uh, I think the, the team will probably reflect more what would look like Celtic's strongest team. And it's a big game. I mean, Livy proved at the weekend. There are no pushovers by any stretch of the imagination. And it's a, it's a big night. And I think they'll treat it professionally and try and go and get the three points. Barry? Yeah, the, the, the guys have, that have been in self-isolation will just be desperate to play football. Um, and they've been cooped in their house for 10 days. I'm sure they'd have kept the fitness levels at a, a certain standard. Um, but they need to go to Almondvale tonight and, and get the three points. It's going to be a tough game. That was um, proved at the weekend. Livy uh, are in a fantastic run. They're not going to be any pushovers. But the main thing for, for Neil Lennon is he's got his big hitters back, um, all, all the big players, and especially, I don't know if, if uh, Sai agrees with me, I think the things Celtic have struggled with, they've not had a focal point up front. Now you're going, yep, yeah. you're going to have Edward and Griffiths, I would imagine, starting up front. So Celtic need to go there uh, and get the three points and make sure they're still putting pressure on Rangers at this moment in time. No room for any slip-ups. Uh, Rangers are not... Exce- I mean, Clearly they haven't won it yet, but they are champions-elect. Simon, is there any op- chance that Celtic will narrow the gap in the next few months and win the title? Well, one step at a time, they'll hopefully narrow the gap tonight from uh-huh. a Celtic perspective. Uh, it's a tall, tall order now. You know, it's a, a real long shot. 21 points. We heard there Bruni saying three games in hand. They need to go and win them. Two games against Rangers. You need to go and win them. Uh, it's not impossible, but it's a long shot. You just don't want to concede it yet, do you? As you, a, as you, a never, you never concede yeah. it. You never concede it. As realistically, say, realistically yeah. it's not looking good for Celtic, mm. I must admit. Mm-hmm. Barry, 
for Rangers. Yeah, yeah. Rangers. There's no doubt they're in a driving seat. As you said, they're 21 um, points in front, but always maintain that the three games that Celtic do have in hand, that there is a real possibility they can win them. And that's the mindset that the Rangers players, um, the Rangers management team is going to have. Um, so, look, what Neil Lennon says on Monday did catch me with, with surprise, but you hear Scott Brown saying that, that they're not going to give up, and I'm not surprised by that. Um, that's what... That, um, Big players and, and good teams do. Uh, they never give up. So, well, clearly Rangers are the, um, the form team. They're the ones that are on top of the league and Celtic are chasing them. Simon, it was an explosive press conference on Monday afternoon, just before we came on air, so everyone will have heard the audio. What do you feel about uh, Neil Lennon coming out just a few days after the chief exec apologised and said it was a mistake? In hindsight, going to Dubai, where do you stand on what Neil Lennon uh, was saying? On Monday? Well, I think himself has been cooped up for 10 days isolating, looking at people that he's perceived having a pop at his club, and he's come out to defend that. You know, he's come out fighting. It's probably reflective of, you know, Neil as a manager and a player. Uh, whether I think it's did him a whole lot of favours, I'm not so sure. I think he's gave a lot of people ammunition to go and have a pop at. But one or two of the things within his his press conference, I can understand, you know, a wee bit of hypocrisy, different things being treated differently in these circumstances under the, the COVID-19 uh, regulations. But I just feel there'd been an apology and if it just came out and kind of weathered that little bit of storm and tried to focus back on the football, we wouldn't have been talking about it so much. We're on day three here and we're still talking about it it wasn't retweeted it wasn't put out in the social media at Celtic no and that hasn't really happened has it in modern times no, it normally it's unusual. would go it's yeah. unusual what uh, do you read into that <laughs> I don't know because Scott Brown's did a, a press conference today and it's been it's came out through the, the official uh, grounds but I, yeah. I, I don't know I don't know if Neil's discussed that with the club before he's, he's came to do mm -hmm. it or if he's just frustrated with the way things have went and mm -hmm. thought he was going to give it his blast uh, I'm not sure mm -hmm. Barry yeah uh, look when he came out with his, his presser when he done his presser sorry should I say Neil Lennon um, I, I get some of the, the things that he was coming up with in, in terms of it was a jolly going to Dubai um, that was going against Neil Lennon's professionalism yeah. and, and the team's professionalism I think that was 100% wrong you know yep. I think and I think that's the thing it, it made him angry and frustrated and Simon made a good comment as well also remember he's been self-isolating for 10 days and he's seen his team um, drop four points um, against Hibs and Livingston so there's a lot of frustration in there there's a couple of things that, that I disagreed with what he says obviously bringing up the, the Covid situation at other clubs in terms of the social distancing everybody's stadiums are different sizes and, and different size of clubs etc yeah. um, so look I can understand some of the things um, he said, I disagree with some of the other things he said, but that's what you're going to get for Neil Lennon. He was like that as a player, he's been like that as a manager. He's going to come out fighting and um, not accept some of the things that's been, I think, personal, it's been written about him. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest with you. Um, but listen, he, 
his manager of the club, whatever he says, um, is going to be in the, the media spotlight and certainly his, his presser was in Monday, mm. that's for sure. On the football side, and I see that the, the other media ca- uh, caught up with what you said on Monday night in the show, Barry, and it was this point, Simon, about uh, where the league is. Listen, the league may be beyond us, but we'll not stop trying. So well, what we have to do is start winning games on a consistent, regular basis and you know the players have proved they can do that. And that surprised you, Simon, didn't it? Yeah, just what he said it might yeah. be away. Yeah, yeah, but again, you're you're challenging me there as well. I know he's the manager yeah, of the sure. club. Uh, he's been he's, asked the question. Absolutely, he's being yeah. realistic. I know Barry said he was surprised with it. He's not conceded it there. You know, he said it. He's acknowledged the position the club are in. It's a it's a huge a huge task now. I've been saying it for 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 weeks, months, Paul. Uh, that every game is a must-win game, and they've dropped points again in the last two games. Tonight's a difficult one through in that plastic pitch. Livy have got their tails up. It'll be a difficult one for Celtic. We've been checking on the pitch, so there's been a, a wee bit of snow, Barry, in around Almond Vale at Livingston. But at the moment, the game is on, and surely it will go on. They've had a couple of late cancellations against Aberdeen twice, but we at the moment the game is on tonight, and surely it will be. You'll be looking forward to watching it. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure Livy will be desperate yeah. to have the game on, and, and so will Celtic, as as we said uh, earlier on in the show. They've got 13 players back that have been self-isolating for 10 days. They'll be desperate to play a game of football, and Livingston. I'll think they'll they'll have a real chance um, they've shown that against let's be honest it was an understrength Celtic team at at the weekend Um, and one thing Livy might have in their favour is these guys have have not been on a training field for 10 days Um, so look uh, you want the games to be on Um, I'm sure Celtic will be desperate to get um, their game in hands uh, their game in hands sorry um, sorted and as I said Livingston the, the sort of form since Martindale's took over at Livingston is it's been and unbelievable he, he wins and a draw yeah, you've got to yeah. give him a huge amount of credit the guy um, is has obviously been the assistant he, he's come under the microscope in terms of his, his previous past well I, I shouldn't I, it shouldn't in fact affect him whatsoever he's shown he can manage at the highest level in Scotland it's been proven with the results he's got for Livingston I'm going to hear from him in a minute or two first of all let's hear from Scott Brown looking forward to the match tonight we're obviously not in the best position but we have got three games in hand we need to make sure we win those games we need to make sure we hit top form the now we need to make sure that we keep believing as well because we've always got the faith and we've always got that positivity and we know that we can keep winning games and that's what we have to do to try and put pressure on our levels. Will he start tonight? Will he be on the bench? We'll find out soon. David Martindale, what changes will they make? Remember, nil-nil in Glasgow at the weekend at Celtic. I think it's going to be extremely different. There's probably three or four different players that will come into the equation. I did say to the boys, the team that we played on Saturday, there was 70 day boys that played in the Old Firm game. So although it's going to be different, it's not going to be 100% different. They're going to come in with two strikers who are natural strikers probably and Edward and Griffiths because I think the game on Saturday they they didn't play with any natural strikers so they're going to come in with two strikers that would walk into any team in Scotland and probably Ryan Christie will come back into the mix and potentially Scott Brown and Chris Ayer so it's going to be a different game of football but it's one that we're looking forward to and it's one that we've dealt with in the past at Livingston so there's no reason why we can't approach us in a positive mindset. Are they going in as favourites tonight do you think? Livingston Livy. No I, yeah. I think Celtic will be will be favourites I know Livingston had a great run but yeah. he, he just mentioned two players there mm-hmm. and two top let's be honest centre forwards so they, they'll make a big difference they might be a bit rusty as I said and 
obviously a bit in self-isolating for 10 days but they, they too Griffiths and Edward will certainly make a difference to Celtic He's refreshing isn't he David Martins the other way he talks about it He's very open Yep, yeah. yep. and I, I'm delighted as I said there was a lot of people maybe questioning whether he should have got the job but he's gone he's, he's went and proved uh, all the doubters wrong and the run that he's took Livingston on since, since Gary Holt left has been unbelievable and there's a lot made of them they're a long ball team but they've got a lot of decent players Livingston as well people for, uh, tend to forget that Yeah I mean you can't argue anything against his his record up until the weekend eight wins on the bounce a good point at Celtic Park and they won't be regarded as favourites tonight but it'll be a difficult game Celtic will know they're in a game I was through it the last game there I think it was a draw I think Rogic got an equaliser late on the, the tail end of last season mm-hmm. so it'll be a difficult game but as as Fergus touched on there, Griffiths and Edward being back is a huge plus for Celtic. Here's more from David Martindale about the belief he has now in the team. Take a wee bit of belief for eh, Saturday as well. As I said, there was 70 day players played in the old Firm game, so it was still a very strong Celtic team. And then you're going back to the Rangers game, it was now now here, and Rangers were flying at that point in the season. So I think there was a lot of remarks on social media about myself celebrating getting a point. But for me, that's a fantastic achievement for Livingston. When I look at it, if you compare finances and even the form at the time, we weren't in great form and Rangers were flying. So to get a point at that, time of the season was brilliant and Celtic coming to Livingston it's another fantastic occasion for the boys to go and show the nation or go and show every Sky Sports viewer where we are and who we are and I think we've done that well over the last couple of seasons He advertises it well doesn't he? He sure does and listen he's enthusiastic and that shines through in his team for me Um, as you said the Livingston players um, they're certainly the underdogs but they've got a a real chance because they're live on Sky tonight to go and show how good the players are 0808 17 17 700 what do you think ahead of the match tonight Livy fans or Celtic fans what do you reckon is going to happen we're on the socials at Go Football Show or you can text your message to Go plus your message to 87474 Rangers are at the top as we all know 66 points after 24 games Celtic 21 points behind they're in 45 after 21 matches so they can reduce that tonight certainly it'll be two games in hand after the match Hebs on 40 points after their win at the weekend Aberdeen surprised uh, many people at the weekend apart from Barry Ferguson uh, with that defeat uh, and we heard from John Hughes last night he was brilliant on the programme Aberdeen on 39 points Livingston on 31 Dundee United on 28 Rangers this week uh, is a quieter one for them uh, so that's three weeks running midweek rested probably helping them and this weekend it's Ross County yeah and it gets the manager to do a, a bit of work on the training ground when you're playing three games a week it's tough um, to get them on the training ground it's more recovery game recovery game um, so I certainly think it will help at, um, Rangers there's no doubt about it I think the performance against Murdo at the weekend <coughs> the manager mentioned the first 45 wasn't good enough and he was he was bang on about that and I'm sure this week in training he'll be making sure that doesn't happen again We're watching the transfer window to see any word Barry of anyone coming in or going out yet at uh, Ibrox it's been quiet in January (laughs) he gives me that look which is I know that you know you do know no that's the only one that's been spoke about Scott Wright and I I don't know what Sai thinks about it but I I think he's he's got good qualities I think he suits the Aberdeen yeah, yep, I think he, he he suits the way that that Rangers play, and I can see the reasons why Stephen Gerrard's um, interested in him. And it wouldn't surprise me if they try and get a deal done. Simon, you know a bit about striking as well, and he's you know he's good, he's wide, he can score goals as well. What do you think he'll do for Rangers? 
I like the look of him. You know, the last couple of seasons when he's broken at Aberdeen, he's quite creative, uh, positive in his play. They've got quite physical strikers out with Scott. He's not really like that. But he's a creative attacking football player. Uh, and I think he's got a bright future. Mm. Whether it's Aberdeen or if Rangers have got him on their, their radar. Rangers won't sell anyone though, will they, in January, despite the 21-point lead? If Celtic were to lose tonight, would they think maybe cash in on Morellas if there was a, a, a no, bid for him? No, absolute no, no chance. No. I think I think Rangers are in a good place at the moment. Weren't particularly impressive at the weekend, but no damage done. You know, Celtic dropped two points, and the gap stays at twenty-one. So very rarely do you get a full week to prepare now, nowadays mm-hmm. with all the games going on. So I think Gerard will take that this week, prepare for the game at the weekend. That, that's why it's been a big month because obviously Rangers are still in Europe that doesn't come to mid-February so January was always going to be a big month Paul I says that a, yep. a couple of weeks ago uh, the games that they had Aberdeen away um, obviously Motherwell away at the weekend they've got Ross County signing he's done between um, Hibs away at Easter Road so if they come through that uh, I know they've dropped two points against Munnell if you come through we always believe January period is a big month um, and look they've proven that when things don't go well, especially in the second half, they, I thought the manager would get a response in, in, um, at half-time. He's clearly been in no happy. He's gave them a bit and they've went out and they've responded in the right manner. And they got the they got the goal. They could have went on in terms of chances and, and the way they played the second half. I don't think um, they could have argued that they could have come away with the three points, but it wasn't it to be. But the main thing is that Celtic didn't gain anything on them. Rangers fans, what do you reckon? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. You've been able to sit back and no football for you this week, but there's been plenty on the go and they've obviously enjoyed a lot of it, the turmoil uh, at Celtic because there's been 10 years of, or nine years of success, but Rangers are now back in the ascendancy and Rangers this weekend playing Ross County uh, and on Saturday as well, Aberdeen against Motherwell. Big game, well, for both of them. Quick break and then we're back taking your calls after this. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. This weekend as well, of course, the League Cup, the Betfred, semi-finals, St. Johnson against Hibs, Livingston against St. Mirren, Simon Donnelly, Barry Ferguson, me, Paul Cooney on till 7 tonight, 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. The big match is Livingston against Celtic and a huge game for Neil Lennon tonight back after Dubai. 13 players were locked down, COVID protection after, well, in self-isolation after Julian Proved to have COVID. We hope he is well. And one other Celtic player now has uh, COVID. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Celtic fans, what do you think? And how's it going to go tonight? We'll hear a bit more from Scott Brown. We'll hear from David Martindale. And we're going to take your calls. What about last night, Barry? Did you enjoy Leicester against Chelsea? Two years ago just now, he was manager of Celtic. He's now at Leicester and top of the Premier League, Leicester. Yeah, I've got to be honest with you. I enjoy watching Leicester. Um... The, the way he plays he's got real good players um, they hit in the counter attack uh, and they looked they looked much better than Chelsea I've got to be honest with you I mean look at the money that, that Chelsea have spent in that last transfer window um, <coughs> crazy crazy amounts um, but Leicester deserved to win that game uh, no doubt and it could have been even more in the end of the day He's impressive isn't he the team is impressive Who? Very good to watch yep. very pleasing on the eye is Barry says there on the on the counter attack last night, really creative, fast. Madison's a clever player. Mm-hmm. Barnes is hitting top form. You've got the experience of Vardy up top. A couple of young boys at the back as well. Yeah. The the full back and Fafana centre back. 
got a really good team. Right, Nineteen year old that boy 19. is. I, I couldn't believe it. The centre back, the French centre yeah. back, he was. You know, it reminds it reminds me of uh, Toure. Mm. Yeah. Toure oh yeah. Cole oh. Toure, mm. Arsenal, yeah. a wee bit. Yeah, he's uh, a top player. He's got he's got a very very strong squad. I mean, you even look at the bench. He can go and make. Um, I know a lot of changes, yeah. but they're, they're they're good to watch, Leicester. Look, don't rule them out. They've it's got every open, chance. Well, that's what I was about yeah. to say. It's an open league this uh-huh. year, isn't it? You look at the top of the English Premiership. Anybody could win that. I know Man City looks as if they're hitting a wee bit of form, but everybody's got a chance. Yeah. Enjoy watching Man City as well. They're coming on to yeah, a run now, aren't they? Yeah, yep. they're starting to hit a bit of form. Um, and, and De Bruyne in the, the middle mm-hmm. part is is unbelievable. I know last week he played up top. I think it was against Chelsea. He was, he was bright. You could play him anywhere. You could anyway. play him at fullback, and he'd be yeah. still outstanding. And the young young lad Phil Foden, Phil Foden you love him. Yeah, right. I love watching him. What's so good yeah. about him for you? I just his his technical ability mm-hmm. is is frightening. And I, I, I've seen him come on like the last couple of years. You see, physically now he's starting to mature as a as a player. He, he just does things with a ball that you sit back and sometimes you laugh at mm-hmm. in terms of it's that good. Um, but I think in time he'll be one of the top players in the world. There's no doubt about that. Who's going to win the title? Do you think, Simon? You're allowed to change because you know Liverpool have not been at their <laughs> best. We know, we know they've Man United surprising got, everyone. But I've got a soft spot for Man United. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm happy to see Salts are doing well with them. Mm-hmm. But I'm not convinced they've got enough to get over the line. I think City. It's, it's crazy how they were talking seven, eight weeks ago about Schultz getting getting the sack. Yeah, and and look at them. Um, they're no great to watch. I'll be honest with you, but you do look at the players he's got. Yeah. he's got real top players. Yeah, he's got a decent team. Decent I, I think it was last there. week against Burnley, and I was impressed. Pogba in the second half. Um, was outstanding in the middle of the park. Then he goes and plays Liverpool at the weekend. They played out in the right. He looked a bit lost to me, but I thought the weekend. They lacked a wee bit of belief mm-hmm. initially in the game. They grew in the game. Yep. But I thought, go to Anfield and try and impose yourself. It's easier said than done, mm-hmm. you know, Liverpool. But I think they kind of going there on Liverpool's reputation. They're unbeaten mm-hmm. so many games at home. They never really went for it early on. Yep, you'll never have a great chances in the second half. Yep, you'll never have a better chance. Said of your, your centre backs are out. Obviously, yeah. Van Dyke. He's a Both massive it. miss. Yeah. I mean, that just. I mean, I think I say it every week when you watch Liverpool. What what a player and eighty five million quid. What a snap that was. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll take some calls. Simon Donnelly, Barry Ferguson, and Jordan is on the line from <coughs> East Kilbride. Good evening, Jordan. How are we doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. It's the first time I've been on since the time of year, so happy new year to everyone. And I hope you all keep well. And to you, Jordan, yep. Yeah, that's the most important thing we say safe. We stay safe. <laughs> stay safe and well. Uh, and look yeah. after yourself. So, Jordan, it's been a happy new year for you. So, January yeah. the 2nd, you enjoyed it very much. Yeah, I sure did. I sure did. Yeah. Well, I didn't think my team should deserve to win, but I wasn't complaining when they did, to be fair. And they seemed to be doing all right so far so good so the mark of champions elect champions elect are we yeah. calling them or what do you think yeah, well, Jordan th- that, that's what I was phoning up to, yep. to ask everybody's opinion uh, a couple of years ago when they were playing they didn't have that mentality of grinding out wins and, as such, and they would drop silly points i.e. the game at the weekend they probably wouldn't have grinded out that, that draw so what I wanted to ask you all tonight was do we really well do we think that Rangers could go this season undefeated um, because they're grinding out the draws that they, they wouldn't have done a couple of seasons ago. So what do you think? It sounds as though you think Rangers will go undefeated. I, I do, because I think um, that they've, they, 
they've got that mentality now and grinding out their draws. <clears> Simon Donnelly, so. what do you think, Simon? Uh, hi, Jordan. Uh, they certainly put themselves in a great position to go and do that. Uh, it's no mean feat to, to go and achieve that unbeaten throughout a, a season. But they've certainly put themselves in a position and as you quite rightly say, they seem to be getting results when they're not playing at top form. Like the weekend, albeit it was a point. Uh, there was no damage done. The Celtic dropped them two points the day before. They look strong. They've obviously got another couple of games that they'll, they'll have to negotiate with Celtic uh, to, 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 to do the, the full season unbeaten. But yeah, they've put themselves in a great position. You know, 20-odd games undefeated. Mm-hmm. Uh, why not? So that's a maybe from you. It's a maybe. Maybe Zai. It's a maybe Zai, maybe he's not. Did you work under Kenny Dugwish? You did. <laughs> I missed him. Oh, did you Kenny. just miss him, just right? Missed him. Maybe Zai, maybe he's not. It's the a legend. real possibility. There's, there's no doubt about it. Um, 23 wins, I think, and three draws. And what, one thing about Rangers, I'll go back to a few weeks ago, that, that League Cup quarter final, um, when they get beat off St. Martin, I think their form is dipped. But in that period of time, they're, they're still winning games of football. Yeah, and results. And digging out results and obviously that performance in the first half um, against Model wasn't ideal. The manager obviously went in and as I said, um, gave them a bit, criticised them and they got a response. So there is definitely a, a mind shift um, from the this group of players, there's no doubt about it. And Look, winning games of football, uh, that breeds co- uh, confidence and they've got that confidence and as I said, they're, they're always capable of scoring goals. Um, certainly defensively they've... They, they, they've became stronger this season and over this last three or four weeks as well they've been missing some big players Arfield's yeah. been out injured who's been a big player for Rangers Ryan Jack, Jack. he's just about to come back <clears throat> Roof's been out injured so they've still got strength and depth Rangers but once they three come back um, there's, as I said there's every possibility they can go and do it Jordan there's nobody saying it won't happen and you think it, it may well do who has been standout for you I mean a few weeks ago everyone was saying James Tavernier, absolutely right, and he still has been standout. Who else would you mention this season? Yeah, Alan McGregor, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, Alan McGregor. Because like we're talking about the now, um, if Rangers not saying they are going to do it, but if they were to do it, I think Alan McGregor is going to play a big part in it. I the Celtic game, I just thought he was his experience as well. How did you um, feel at that moment? What did you think? You thought, oh, were you thinking, oh no, it's it's, it's going in? Well, did I bother Lee Griffiths shot? Yeah. 100% but um, he just keeps on even with his age he just keeps on pulling out the bag so um, I think it's good that we've still got a, a keeper of that stature see, see I wouldn't even say Alan McGregor because I just expect that from him I expect that um, type of performance because I know so how good so consistent yep, he? he has his what age is Greeks now? he's Thir- coming up in 39 39 yeah but I, I I mean, I've spoken about it plenty of times, Paul. I mean, I've seen the potential he had when he was 15 and he's just getting better wage. And I played with him at Dunfermline yep. for a season. Yeah. I, I done, he yep. done, he done it the, the hard way in terms of he was getting frustrated when he was about 20, 21. Wanted to go out and play. And he wanted to go out and play. And I love seeing that. He was still contracted the Rangers, <clears> but he wanted to go out and, and learn his, his trade. And he done it at Dunfermline, he done it at St. Johnson. And listen, he's the best goalkeeper. And that was before his first run at Rangers. That was yeah. before his wow. first run. Yeah, yeah. because it was two thousand and four. Yeah, but he understand. Two thousand and four. He understood, said that he had to go and gain that experience. He was great there. He yep. was great. He's, he's one of the best keepers I've played with. Mm. You know, and at that early age, uh, that's maybe saying something. But he was he was fantastic at them filming. And you he's know, a tra- like on the training ground. I don't know what it was like. If it was a bit different when he was in loan at them but. 
just hated losing. Aye, you, you wanted them in your five aside. Yep. We, did, we did penalties after training Aye, all the time. Competitive, even getting up the canteen playing table tennis. Mm-hmm. He's always he's got that mentality. Mm-hmm. But I was really impressed with him. Must it's, admit. And Simon, for you as an ex-Celtic player, did it remind you of Andy Gorham breaking Celtic hearts? Do you know something? <laughs> yeah. When you and Jordan were talking there, and even going back to that game, uh, watching it, it reminded me of. Their, their mm. games in the 90s where Celtic would have a real foothold in the game not be able to capitalise on it due to Andy Gorham and then Rangers in those days had McCoyst Gascoigne Loudrop who would break away and, mm. and score and it was it was difficult times that, but it did it did reflect on the, the way the game panned out well, in January the 2nd when you've got a top goalkeeper he gets you 15 plus points a season and that, that look I, I know um, Rangers scored a goal in that old firm game but Alan McGregor won the game mm-hmm. he was exceptional that day and, he, and he's done that in a number of games this season when Rangers have not been playing at the levels of what they expect he pulls off big saves at big moments Jordan what are you thinking about Morelos he was back in the score sheet a couple of times a couple of weeks ago is he back as far as you're concerned? Um, I'm not too convinced yet but hey Rangers are um, scoring goals all over the pitch it's something that they've lacked like I said for a couple of seasons so um, as long as the team keeps scoring goals I'm sure he'll chip in with a few And can you keep the manager? Um, I, I hope so <laughs> I hope so yeah, do you think that he'll move somewhere else before he gets the Liverpool? You know, everyone says he'll get the Liverpool job. Klopp's going nowhere. There's no guarantees. But do you think you can see his affection, his commitment to Rangers? It, it, Would... it, well, well, it's funny because I've had this conversation with one of my friends who's a Celtic fan. I'll go more talking about him getting the Liverpool job. At the end of the day, he's got <laughs> a job to do at Rangers, and he's he's very professional the way he's going about his work. So, see, at the end of the day, he's still going to he's still got a price on his head if Liverpool want to come get him. I know he's going to go. But at the end of the day, he's got a job to do here first, so long may it continue. But Stephen Gerrard's an intelligent guy. He knows he needs to win trophies first. Mm. He needs to go and be successful first. And there's nothing won in January. He'll know that. He needs to go now and, and deliver. And look, I've no doubt in time, because he's impressed me. I think each season he's been here, he's improved the, the team. The way they play, I really enjoy watching them. They work off the ball. But he knows that he needs to go and win trophies. And in time, I've no doubt that a big club will come calling. It's a bit like the parallel, though, with uh, Brendan Rodgers, who went to Leicester. And a lot of people said, Leicester? But you, when you realise now the potential there, the training ground alone I've just is about 100 million. Have you seen yeah. the new training that. ground? No, no. 100 million. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. Bigger than his house. <laughs> <laughs> his garden. <laughs> 100 million. Do you know what I mean? Would he end up going to a stepping stone on the way to Liverpool? You know, Leicester, where if, if Brendan Rodgers goes to a bigger club, but when, than you, when you manage your old firm, there's so much expectations mm. and demands put on your shoulders. It sets you up for going for a, a big job, whether it's down south or abroad. Um, so he'll have no better um, learning curve than being at, being at Rangers because, as I said, he knows he needs to deliver. And uh, do you know what? He's got Rangers on the right track, that's for sure, this season. Jordan, thanks very much for calling. Thanks again, thank you. Cheers, Jordan. Any school right. ride, a Rangers fan. 0808 17, 17 700 and messages coming in on the socials. Thomas has been <coughs> on saying, Barry, would you have enjoyed playing in this team and this system with Stephen mm. Gerrard? He thinks the way you played the game, the way the space that you created would suit you. How would you feel about playing uh, in the Stephen Gerrard setup? Yeah, I, I would, I, as I said there, I, I enjoy watching his, his teams play. 
um, they, they play in the right manner the two full backs flying up the, the, the wings um, and the midfield rotating all the time and rotating up top yep for sure I would I would certainly enjoy it and I think the vast majority of footballers if they go and watch Rangers play they would enjoy watching them um, go about their, their stuff so yeah, 100% I would have loved to have played in that team Joe's on from Hillhead on the socials at Go Football Show saying Dermot Desmond now needs to spend some of his billions rebuilding Celtic if he wants to shake off the label of absentee landlord it's time for Dermot Desmond to back his team like the Rangers millionaires have backed theirs in uh, in the past couple of years Simon Donnelly yeah well he's certainly backed Celtic over the years you know this is another crucial point uh, for Celtic, you know, they're, they're 21 points behind Rangers. It's looking that there possibly might be change round the corner uh, and he's the top guy. So It's a big moment for him, isn't it? Because It's a big, it's a big moment for the club, you yep. know. It's a big moment for the club at the moment, finding themselves so far behind. Uh, as I said at the top of the show, you don't want to concede the title, but it's, it's not looking great. And, you know, the fans are looking for, for answers. You've got season books that need to be sold for next year. Uh, so it's it's big times and a big decision needs to be made at some point. That's a good point. The season books come out, what, three months time? Yep. There's a lot, lot of fans out there, you know, who have committed mm-hmm. to the club this year mm. uh, and not got to see any games. Yep. And the frustration's there, so it's interesting yep. times ahead. The Celtic fans are wanting them to... I'll be wanting Dermot Desmond to put his hand in his pocket. Rangers, on the other hand, they've got obviously Douglas Park. He's brought other wealthy businessmen to the, the table. He's put his, his hand in his, his pocket and he's certainly backed Stephen Gerrard this season. That's for sure. Celtic fans, what do you think then? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. More calls next. The Bull Radio Football Show. Radio Football Show Paul Cooney Barry Ferguson Simon Donnelly and your calls with OPC Energy Limited uh, there's been snow uh, at Livingston and uh, in many parts it's going to be bad tonight Barry you need to get the gritting on I've yep. done a wee bit of salt in the day Just yeah, in the driveway prepare yep. myself yep, yep. You're ready. It's I been... don't want my daughter sliding you're a good dad, I'll tell you. Yep. Yeah, good man. I don't know if she'll say the same thing. <laughs> uh, look after yourselves if you're out there. More from Chris on the traffic and travel. But the match is on tonight, although there have been late call-offs. This, um, you know, the, the, the plastic pitch, Simon, where do you stand on it? I don't... <laughs> Not we, we had, gingerly. We, we, had, uh, we had one at Dunfermline. I, I, I didn't mind training on it. Uh, games are different kettle of fish. That one through there. I think I read somewhere today it was the... It was the rubber pellets yep. that had froze that put the Aberdeen game off. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they've got that problem tonight. I think they just, we've seen a clip there on the pictures behind us. They just need to shift that snow quickly. I, I'm fine lower leagues because obviously it helps them financially Aye, in course. terms of they, they can go and rent the pitch out when they don't train in it. But see, elite, like top level football, it's got to be grass for Aye. me. Yeah, there's no doubt. About it should that. be, isn't it? In the yeah, Premier League, for sure. Yep. Um, let's hear from David Martindale talking about uh, the match tonight and looking for continuity. Said it for day one when I came in this football club, continuity is key in most football clubs. And if you look at the football clubs that have been successful over the years, and we'll go back to Sir Alex Ferguson, Arsene Wegner, all these managers have had continuity on their side. And I think you can see in modern day football now, with the chopping and changing the managers, it leads to maybe not getting the instant success. <clears throat> that they're looking for so are they going to get success tonight we're going to go on the phone lines now Liam is calling uh, from Glasgow a Celtic fan uh, Liam 
Good evening. Good evening. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad. Not too bad yourself. Good, uh, fine, thank you. What a week. Uh, what do you think about tonight and what are you thinking in general for Celtic? I mean, I, I think it's going to be a really tough game to start with. I mean, um, obviously the boys coming back from Dubai, uh, having to isolate, not being able to train as much as they would, hope, uh, they would like to. But um, I think it's going to be really tough and I just think we've got to, got to keep our heads high and, and play our best. And you think Celtic will win tonight? Or do you want to wait and see what uh, the team is? Yeah, I think it comes down to what the, the line going to be. Um, I mean, I've said this all season, we do have it in is to win these games. We've done it before. We're still, we're still, we still have a strong squad. Um, I think it's all down to mentality uh, at this point. Even if the league is over, I think we've got to just play through every game and just win as much as we can. Barry, that is the thing. When you look at the Celtic team on paper and the squad, it, you know, it's uh, it's a really yeah, strong squad. There's a lot of top yeah. players, and I've said it enough times. I don't think Celtic's problem is going forward. I think they create. They've got good players in midfield. They've got guys who can score up top. I think it's defensively they've struggled. Whether it be set pieces, cross balls, I don't know if Sai agrees with me. I think that's. I don't think. I know that's been their Achilles heel all season. Defensively, they've, they've struggled going forward. I've not seen a problem with Celtic <clears throat> if I'm being honest with you yeah but I, th- I think sometimes you'll maybe agree with us here in teams when you're conceding a lot of goals the midfield to front think many goals that we need to score mm. or create here to, to actually win the game and I think that's been a wee bit mm. at times with Celtic but the set plays have been an issue we only have to go back to the, the Hibs game where Turnbull a great free kick uh, and it looks as if you're going to get the three a good three points on the back of a difficult week you know 13 boys self-isolating Laxalt gives away a, a silly free kick and they, they just don't defend it properly uh, I says it last week I mean three attempts they had to clear it to clear it three attempts that the guy at the back post gets the header it's, it's wee things like that you know yep. Celtic in the game there wasn't a lot in that game it's a great free kick for Turnbull and what five ten minutes to go mm-hmm. you're like right let's get out of here with the three points dust ourselves down it's not been a great week in terms of 13 guys are at home and we've got a weakened team mm. but it's a good result but then they go and give the goal away with that set play yeah, again I agree with you that, that Hibs game I watched the game and you'll agree with me there wasn't a lot of quality in it the one bit of top quality was Turnbull's free kick yeah, yeah. and then you're thinking right Celtic will see this out they'll get a 1-0 you take that because obviously in, in, you've not got a, your strongest times team times before Celtic have been doing but as you say it's no happened for whatever it's a silly free season. kick to give away as well yeah. he doesn't yeah. need to dive in and they've got three opportunities he's an AC Milan yeah, you think the, he would know but the free kick into the back post he gets a header the goalkeeper comes out he flaps a bit and Duffy I think there's three guys on the line, on the line. where they've got to clear <clears> it and obviously Nisbet um, whacks it into yeah. the back of the net that's the, that's the thing that'll be frustrating the manager mm. it's simple mistakes yeah. Liam as a fan have you been tearing your hair out at moments like that Oh, definitely. I mean, I agree with Barry there. Like, as soon as Tumble scored that free kick, I thought, right, we'll kick on now and we'll, we'll see the game through. But mm. this is what's been happening all season. We've been losing sloppy goals. I mean, you'll see at times, like, said, Duffy and Julian banging on each other or each other pushing each other out of the way to get the ball. I mean, it's mind-blowing. I mean, professional footballers, you You've got to get a bit of structure in there, and that means, and that's our problem this season. We have no structure in that defence. Liam, do you agree with me going forward? Do you know, think you've you've not got many problems. I think they still look dangerous. 
Oh yeah, definitely. I think when you look, you look at the squad we have going forward, I think like Sir Tumbo, um, Christie, uh, like the, the guys have scored goals. It, it's not as if we haven't scored goals. Um, it does just come back on that, the defence as we're losing a lot more than we are scoring, which is unfortunate. It's all sense, eh? You don't concede, you don't lose. Yep, yep. That's and, been and Celtic's issue. I think that's that's Liam's frustration. It's I think it's everybody connected with Celtic's frustration that on paper the guys that have been over the course and done it over the last few seasons are still there. You, you know they, they've still got a decent team that should be accumulating a, more, a lot more points than they have mm-hmm. up until now. But again, if you if you give away silly. Mistakes at the back And concede goals You're going to be punished You're yep. going to get caught out Yep I've seen the flip side Paul In, in terms of I know I'm going on to Rangers like yep. the, the, the thing that Rangers have Have Became better at this season Is Patience When they can't score against mm-hmm. teams They were getting frustrated Last year well, There's been a few instances yep. Where like, The Muddle game They wait to 73-74 minutes The Hibs game yep. also there's, there's been a few games That I've noticed that with Rangers That they're no panicking yep. That they're yep. being more, there's a lot more patience mm. about them um, And they've got better at that And, and the, the flip side of that Celtic have struggled defensively and, uh, Look, I'm sure Neil Lennon and the staff Would have been working yeah. Every single day on it But once they cross that white line They've got to do it themselves. You can't hold their hand They've got to do it themselves yeah. L- Liam, what do you think is going to happen? What do you want to happen then? Neil Lennon, is he going to continue? <clears throat> or is there going to be a new manager Coming uh, in sooner rather than later? Or the end of the season? What do you reckon? Well, I first my first thoughts uh, were kind of Lennon would see it out to the end of the season and then they would replace him but obviously there's a few rumours going about <laughs> today would have been the last game and a lot of changes would have been made but um, nah, this is football you, never, you can never expect what's going to happen um, and we hate to speculate when somebody is in a job, especially someone who's done so much for Celtic as uh, Neil Lennon has over 20 years. But the bookies don't often get it wrong and I see they had Eddie Howe at 5-1 to one on to be appointed Celtic manager. What do you feel about Eddie Howe? Uh, I've uh, spoken about Eddie Howe a few times. Uh, I think he's a great manager. and You know, he brought Bournemouth from what, League 2 to Premier League in five years. Um a couple of winners for trophies and then some promotions I think that's a great job you know um, obviously unfortunately they got relegated but then he stepped down and he saw right Bournemouth he did a change and he needed somebody else to, to maybe take him to that next step and um, I think that's in my opinion that's what I managed to realise for Lennon I think he has so much passion for Celtic and so much love for the club that he wanted to solve this he wanted to solve this problem he had in my opinion he just couldn't do that Barry I, I can see why Eddie Howe's been linked with the job but there's no doubt he's a top manager and he, he, he done really well at Bournemouth but I tell you what coming up to Glasgow west west, <laughs> west <laughs> of Scotland he's going to get a shock to his system well, big, uh, yeah, yep. uh, listen people I, I've seen it with players I've seen it with, with managers they don't know what they're, they're letting themselves in for the amount of pressure you're under and the amount of demands that are put on you are unbelievable and Sid, Sid will tell you the same yep. You both played in England At a very high level But what was what was the difference? What did you find? You were playing in the Premier League I just didn't understand Coming off the pitch When you drew a game um, You get applauded at times Not, not applauded But uh, there was no like nobody screaming at you it's, That didn't I happen at Ibrox did it? No, you, listen, a draw was a, a, yeah. a nightmare yeah. um, you, the, the fans were, were giving you all sorts And you know what? They've got every right to, to do that Because they pay good money And they want to see you win 
But that's the thing that I couldn't get my head round about. Um, up here, it's a different story. A different story. You, you've got to win. A draw's not good enough. A, a, a defeat's an absolute disaster. Simon, I, I, I think just what Barry said earlier on in terms of a learning curve for Stephen Gerrard at Rangers. I think if you can come and handle as a player or a manager, Rangers or Celtic, it stands you in good stead for for anywhere. You know, uh, not every player can handle playing for. Uh, these types of clubs The mm. pressure that they're under I mean On a light hearted I remember leaving Celtic I think we'd won 4-0 Against somebody And I get pulled up In the in the, the car park Because somebody had bet 5-0 You know And it, yep. That was a kind of Humorous side of it But it also reflects The mm. pressures that you're under they, they, they accept nothing Other than winning And That was the Big difference for me When I went down to Sheffield Wednesday As, as Barry says Sometimes If it was a draw Or whatever there wouldn't be that there wouldn't be much of a cry out after it mm. whereas it was a disaster if that happened at Celtic you know you were ultimately chasing Rangers in the time I was there in the 90s and you just you couldn't uh, slip up at all the pressure's huge so Eddie Howe comes with a good reputation if it if it was going to be Eddie Howe he's did a, a really good job bringing Bournemouth through the divisions but it's a whole culture shock Seeing yeah, match day Whenever it was During the week Or on the Saturday I would always remind myself And remind my teammates Listen See if we don't win the day You're going to get You're going to get it for, From all angles Whether that's for the support The media So make sure We don't lose the game mm-hmm. We've got to win Because um, it's not nice and Nobody likes getting criticised That was my kind of Mindset when I went into games Liam what's your prediction Tonight then Livy against Celtic uh, The news is The snow is off the pitch now And it's not frozen underneath So at the moment It looks as though The game will go ahead So I see Chris Boyd Is there for uh, he's For Sky tonight I think Andy Walker's on too uh, Liam, what be you, yeah, Liam what do you think <laughs> What's your scoreline Boyd get his mask on uh, I <laughs> um, I think I, I, do, I do think We're going to get a win out of this I think it's going to be after everything that's happened so I'm going to say 3-1 Celtic 3-1 Celtic Liam thanks very much for calling us on Go and uh, we'll speak to you again more coming up in the next hour more from David Martindale Scott Brown maybe a wee bit from Neil Lennon and we'll bring you the team news for the match tonight as soon as we have it we're back in a moment Feel the heat of the game the crunching tackles the near misses and diving headers Feel the drive from the sidelines Feel the passion of your captain Feel the celebrations Feel the last minute heartache and the penalty save changes everything feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited for more information on boiler servicing and maintenance visit opc-ltd.uk The Bull Radio Football Show and our promise to you is we'll keep you going right through the winter into the spring and as the vaccine takes hold and people are allowed out more and more safely of course Barry we're looking forward to the day take care just now but this will pass but it, but it is tough for everyone we realise it yeah it's certainly tough times um, there's no doubt about it but look there's hope now with the vaccine and hopefully um, very soon most people will, uh, would have had it and we can get back to some sort of normality and we can keep the football going as well, Simon. It's so important. You know, we've mentioned it. We're all looking forward to watching the match tonight on Sky this weekend. Or, you know, everyone wants to keep it going in Scotland, the Premiership and the Championship. It's a shame the other divisions have uh, closed. We can understand, you know, safety comes first. But uh, you must find it with family, friends, everyone enjoying football. 
100% I mean the first lockdown when we had no football for a while everybody's pent up frustration I remember it was the German football that came back everybody was glued to it because it was the only football on but then slowly but surely we got everything back and it is it's a release and we were just talking in the break there you know Fergie's team Kelty Hearts the boys are frustrated there they can't get out to their training they can't play their games I feel for those guys at that level but the top, the top end of it, it's, it's great. You know, my kids will be sitting tuning into the game tonight. It's something to focus on, on in tough times. Yeah, it means a lot. Yeah, look, football means everything to quite a lot of people. It's a number one sport in this country. Yeah, it's just frustrating that lower levels that that has been suspended. And as I said, that some of my guys are frustrated and finding it tough. Um, but at least our, our Premier League and the Championship still on. We can still tune in and, and watch the games because it, it that, that's it gives everybody their, their fix because we all love the football. We do indeed. And tonight, uh, in an hour and a half or so, it's Livingston <laughs> against Celtic. The match uh, looks to be on. Let's speak to Scott Brown. We'll hear from him when he faced the media talking about the match and uh, about Livingston. Livingston's done fantastic, especially the last nine, ten games of the season, and they've uh, had eight wins, one draw against us, and they've done really well. But for us, we every time we go to Dubai, we work extremely hard on different formations. And last year we went away, we worked on three-five-two coming back, so that we had that up our sleeve as well. And this year we went away, worked on four-four-two, four-three-three as well. So we can chop and change formations, and that, that's what the manager likes. That's what the gaffer wants us to be able to chop and change during games. Sometimes the formation might not suit the team we're playing against and he believes that a 4-3-3 or a 3-5-2 might work a little bit better and that, that's the things that we get the opportunities to do. Simon will be watching to see what the Celtic lineup is tonight. <clears throat> Obviously somebody will be missing, we don't know who it is but um, I know it's hard to speculate it was a decent team they could put out against Livingston at the weekend but it didn't have the strength and depth and no strikers. No strikers was the key I think uh, Rogic was playing probably furthest forward there, maybe well, as an unfamiliar role for him Tonight you've got the two strikers hopefully back. It'll be interesting to see how they start, who'll be in the team. But it'll be a strong enough team to go and win there. But I keep repeating myself, it's a very difficult place to go, especially in these current times, you know, with Livy on good form. Rogic is a bit of an enigma, isn't he? More is expe- he scored well, some so huge goals. He's yeah. scored some great goals, big goals for Celtic over the last few years. He's a wonderful player when he's on form to watch. Really creative close control can take it in tight areas can open teams up but hot and cold mm. uh, and rarely 90 minutes yeah that's another I mean I've covered most of the games at Celtic part of the last two yeah. years it's it's remarkable how many times he gets taken off but again a player who when we talk about Rangers and being patient and sitting in he's a player that can open up defences when he's on top form yeah talking about uh, Rogic is, when I watch that just I wonder why that he doesn't play 90 minutes. It can't be lack of fitness because the guy will train every day. Yeah. And as I tell you, you get 70, one. 75, 80 minutes. Yeah. He's got a lot of football in his legs. It is. It's, it's strange why you never see him um, play the full 90 minutes. But in terms of Celtic, I'll go back to the old firm game. I thought it looked very good in the 4 4 2. I'll be honest with you. And I think that's something that. Neil Lennon might stick to we, we obviously Sorrow coming in um, and, and Turnbull they, they gave him real energy and legs yep. in the middle of the park and they looked really dangerous and I, I think those two I, freshened up when they yep. came into the team didn't they yep Sorrow again I know he, he, they signed him last, last January was yep. it uh, in the window um, we hadn't seen much of him um, a lot of people forgot he was even there 
But since he came in I think it was a Lille game um, He got his first start And I've got to be honest with you He's impressed me every every time I've seen him In Turnbull We all know what he can do The reason why Celtic paid the £3 million I think in time He will be a fantastic um, midfielder But certainly they two have made a difference And we are changing to that formation For the for the Rangers game It certainly, it certainly impressed me Scott Brown was asked about Sorrow it's fine. Sorrow's done fantastic, to be perfectly honest. And he's a great lad. And he's. I've been playing a lot of games. I've played 60 games for the last 14, 15 seasons at this club. And I've enjoyed every single moment of it. But no, Sorrow's been fantastic. He's bid his time really, really well. And once he's came in, he's, he's taken his chance. And I think for me, it's now try and help Sorrow out as much as I possibly can because he's still learning the game. He's still young. He's extremely keen. He's quick over the ground. And it, it's something I'm not as quick anymore, to be perfectly honest. But as I say, I'm, I'm here for the gaffer whenever he needs me. I'm here for the lads to help them in any way whatsoever. And it's not about me, this football club. This football club's about putting the best team on the park, whether it's Livingston at home or it's Rangers away. It's We need to make sure we concentrate on that and not worrying about whether I'm playing week in or week out. Good statement. Yeah, he, he's been honest. He's been realistic. He, he knows he's not getting any younger. He, he knows he, he can't get about the pitches <clears throat> he, he could even a year or two ago. Um, and that that's what you want for your, your captain. Like, yeah. Somebody's taking his place sorrow and look I don't I think every player wants to play and you'll be disappointed but look he's there to help he's got the experience but I, I think he knows he, his time is coming to an end mm-hmm. I think it's important that you accept that as a player a, a lot of players don't accept it mm-hmm. um, and it's a good thing to do but look you, you can't take anything away from him over a, the course 60 odd games a season yeah but he, yeah. he has he, he's won various trophies and uh, as you just mentioned there's 60 odd games a season for the last 10 years he has been a, a, a top player for Celtic Craig Moore and Stephen Craig and were talking about that last <clears> night <throat> Craig Moore playing 60 odd games a season you know with uh, Rangers uh, and Australia same for Crags with uh, Northern Ireland and Motherwell what effect did that have on you when you were playing a full season 50-60 games Simon? Not sure if I played a full 50 oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, That's alright yeah. for us and, and Craig's your centre backs they don't run <laughs> That's true That's you, okay I, they can play it's, right? it's like there's midfielders I've got to run about for a minute and do I think, their thing I, I think yeah. with, with Scott Brown what you see is a, a complete professional and I think from that energetic player that came in at Hibs and then at Celtic and would cover every blade of grass he's, he's He's developed his game over the years, as all good players do. Mm-hmm. He grew into the captaincy role. He's a real good leader. Mm-hmm. And it's refreshing to hear him actually say that he's, he's helping Sorrow there because as a young boy coming through, there was players there that would help me come into the team. I'm sure there was guys mm-hmm. at Rangers with Barry coming through. Who helped through. you? Well, the experienced ones were, were John Collins, Paul McStay. These guys... Mm-hmm. I've said to you before on this show Charlie Nicholas up front coming to the end of his career but these guys you learn so much off just watching them so for Sorrow to be coming into that role it's a similar role to where Brown has played the last few years no better than to learn off him you know day in day out on the training pitch so it's a great interview there from, from yeah. Scott Brown he's acknowledging as Fergus says his career's coming to an end mm-hmm. none of us last forever he's had a fantastic career but he's there doing his captaincy as well, his leadership and, and helping the young kids. Really mature, wasn't it? You know, sort of changing of the guard, and he, you know, he's he is admitting it and he realizes it. it you, it's going to happen at some stage, of course. Paul. And he's thirty six this the best summer. Best thing isn't it? is to do for for yourself as a player is 
like, admit that and be honest and he knows that he can't go on the, the same as he, he's been he, he can't go and play the the 60 odd games you look at for the other side like Stephen Davis I know the last month he's he's probably played more than Stephen Gerrard would have liked because mm. of the, the number the injuries, of injuries yeah. but what he, He's managed Stephen Davis really well. He's he put him in a couple of games, brought him out, gave him that rest. And I think, similar to Scott Brown, it might benefit him. And he might he, he will get used this season. I'm sure there'll be games where... So I was about to say, I wouldn't be surprised if, he, yep. if he's in the starting 11 tonight. You never know. You mm. never know. Yep. You know, if he's going to change the system, he might identify, right, I might need that experience. He has Scott Brown in there and he'll still be needed for sure this season. Imagine him locked up for 10 days, you know, in isolation. They'll be desperate to get out and play tonight. And no team news yet, but we will let you know as soon as we hear Livingston against Celtic tonight. We've got a St. Johnson fan on the line now. Ryan is is on to go radio. Ryan, good evening. Hi, guys. How are you, all? Yeah, good, good, thanks. How are you? Are you okay? In, in I'm Perth? raging. I, I'm raging. You're raging. You're, you're not happy. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. not. I'm, I'm really not. Yeah, we I'm, touched on it earlier um, on. So, yeah, this is the criticism from Neil Lennon. Yeah. Yes, I'm absolutely love it how unprofessional he is that he could come out and slate St. Johnson and Hamilton for having little changing rooms and and just try to throw the wee clubs under the bus here about his mistakes that he's made at Celtic Football Club. I mean, as a Celtic, as Celtic fans have got to be saying to themselves, what are you doing? I mean, uh, how can you? How can you, why? Why is he bringing in Hamilton and St Johnston at wee clubs and trying to prove points here? Because our our uh, um, Robertson who come out yesterday and said, well, actually, if you've read it, you guys, that she's actually come out and says, well, we followed Celtic's protocols and what they demanded. So, uh, what what annoys me is how he's just trying to put dispute into Scottish football and and even the government because the government might look at this and go. Well, what's happening here, you know? Yeah, no, we did comment on Kirsten Robertson's statement. She said, St. Johnson is extremely disappointed with the inaccurate and unfounded comments. We provide one of the largest away changing rooms in the league. We follow all protocols to ensure the health and safety of all players and officials. So, <laughs> I, I, you know, I can't speak for Neil Lennon there. I, I, I think that would be part of it. They would think, well, I wish I hadn't gone into that to criticise okay. other clubs. And of course, it's temporary away dressing rooms, isn't it? It's a huge dressing room at uh, St. Johnson. Is yep. that what's in use at the moment? I, I don't know we don't know I understand Ryan's uh, frustration and anger and, uh, and I'm sure mm-hmm. I think in time Neil Lennon will regret saying that about uh, clubs like St Johnson and, and Hamilton I, I'm sure they do everything in their power to make sure they stick to the correct protocols and, and guidelines um, so I did say at the start of the show um, that was something that I thought he was off the mark about and I'm sure in time he'll regret that yeah I mean, he was having a go at politicians, etc., who, you know, are entitled to opinions, and he was asked <clears throat> questions, but you've been criticised by the First Minister, and he came back and said, well, what he said. Um, I think, I think to, she's to, come back today, hasn't she? Has she? she? Nicola yeah. Sturgeon, yeah. yeah. First but, Minister. Yeah, but, um, you know, to, to go on about other football clubs when the, the protocols are different just now and clubs are trying really hard, Simon. Yeah, uh, you know, and, I, think, and, I think that was a wee bit unfair. Yeah. Uh, been back in the game for a short period there at Brecon we very short period very short 46 days I know I said cheerio to you somebody reminded me of that on Twitter 46 (laughs) days get pulled up thanks very much Uh, but no been back in there for that short period of time and and Barry himself at Kelty Hearts will tell you the protocol and restrictions and everything that you have to adhere to from training through to games it's really difficult you know and smaller clubs 
uh, are tested even more. They don't have the space. Mm. As at Brecon, we had the two dressing rooms and the away team were, were in a, a suite behind the goal. So it's, it's difficult for all clubs to try and adhere to this, but I'm sure everybody out there has did their absolute utmost to protect the safety of the players. So I thought that yeah. little bit of the... Of the, 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 the Preser was a wee bit unfair. Yeah. Wee bit unfair. Mm-hmm. Ryan, are you going to relive the glory of 2014 in the Cup win uh, this year in the League Cup starting this weekend? Match against Hibs. Well, there's always there's, there's fairy tales, isn't there? I mean, <laughs> to get to the final in 2014 and win it was a dream. I tell you, I was at the final and so was I. Honestly, so was I. Honestly, <laughs> it was brilliant. I know, I know, Simon, you were. It was, it was great. That I was on the winning side. <laughs> I thought um, you might have reminded me of that. <laughs> So I've just got that there, Dundee yeah, United. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you never know. I mean, um, we got we never we were always underdogs in 2014. Yep. Yeah. To get away at the final, and then to I mean, did it wrong? Dundee United had a brilliant team back then, yeah. and I I didn't expect much for the game back then. But um, you never know. It's you never know, Ryan. You're in a semi-final. Anything, anything can happen. The just the disappointing yeah. thing for you guys is you can't go to the game and, and experience another semi-final. That must be a, a huge blow to you. Oh, it's massively. I mean, when especially especially these these kind of cells in these games. I mean, yeah. When I was at the when, special ones. When I was at, was I was I when I was in the the final in 2014, we were already seven supporters buses. Yeah. We're already from Glasgow at ten o'clock. And we were already in the pubs, loving it. Loving, loving the occasion, taking it all in. It's a shame. So, yeah. It's a real no, that shame. That's, that's the ones the, the fans miss out on. Isn't yeah, it? That, Even that, the players, the experience of semi-finals, finals, the big, big occasions. Yeah, but St Johnson fans, Hibs, Livingston, St Murn fans. That's what the, the bus journey to Hamden, and then getting off, and then going for a couple of beers, and, and getting yourself warmed up. Yep, that, that's what it's all We're about. Nostalgic. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Listen, as players, it's tough. But listen, yeah. I feel for the, the the most important people for me are the fans. They they are the guys who who make the game for me. Um, but you're looking at that St Johnson game at the weekend. You're getting in as underdogs. Hibs, Hibs have been under pressure to win that game. And look, I've got a lot of time for Callum Davison. Um, I, covered the, I covered the game at the weekend yep. against St Mun. I, I uh, think they've, I think they'll they have a right. right. They yep. did okay. They've got decent players. He's look, they're up and down a wee bit, but look, they've got every opportunity. As Sid just said, there, they're one game away. Just go for it. You never know what could happen. Oh, Halloran, Kane, they've got some good players, haven't they? So they've got a, re- I, I they've got a wee boy in the middle of the park. Ali Ali McCann yeah. I, I think in time they're going to struggle to hold on to him he's for me if he keeps progressing he's got a real chance of going yeah. to the top mm-hmm. but not in the January window Ryan because eh? you, you I mean this could be phenomenal for, for your club you know you often are underdogs St Johnson are there constant yeah. and I know you had a tough couple of years but you know you were in the Premier League for such a long time and you go under mm-hmm. the radar and you hear Barry you hear Simon, you've got a chance against Hibs I mean Hibs had a good win at the weekend but they were on a, a bad run and then they got the late goal against Celtic because um, they had three on the bounce three defeats didn't they so yeah what do you think is going to happen this weekend uh, well I think I think this might just go all the way you know I think this might even just we're so, I think we're so evenly teams and I think Hibs and St Johnson at the minute are so up and down the both teams so obviously Hibs are going to be favourites because they've got the better players but as as you guys say, it's it's all in the day. Who's up for it the most? Who's willing to take that the hunger to take us to the final? Is it going to be Saints? Is it going to be Hibs? I hope it's my team, 
because it'll be great to see another us in another final. And not only that, the financial package as well is oh, going to be huge, good as well to huge. keep 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 our club afloat as well. Because see your manager club is going through the yeah. Callum Davidson is on Sky at the moment. I see him there. Last night when we had Yogi on, I saw him on the telly as well at the same time. I think we're in sync with Sky Sports. Um, listen, we hope it goes well for you and we'll speak to you no doubt as the season goes on, Ryan. But thanks for making yes. that point on behalf of the club. Well done. Yep. Thank you, guys. Have a nice night now. Cheers. Cheers thanks. Night. You Cheers too. Now. Bye now. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Made his point really well, didn't he? That was... Uh, yeah, but look. he's got every right to, to yeah. back his club. Uh, yeah. As I said, the, these clubs do everything. Um to the, the best of their ability to make sure everything is done right um, so look I, I do think in time Neil will regret the comments more on the socials coming at Go Football Show and 0808 17 17 700 Barry Ferguson Simon Donnelly and Paul Cooney we're back with more next The Go Radio Football Show Let's go Paul Cooney with Barry Ferguson Simon Donnelly and your calls coming in on 0808 17 17 700 loads in the social saying well done to the Livy manager David Martindale he has decided to donate his manager of the month award for December to be raffled in aid of a local mental health charity so that's actually great news there's raffle tickets available for £5 you'll see it online well done David Martindale brilliant isn't it that, that just uh, shows you what, what type of uh, character he is. Um, and do you know what? He deserves that manager a month, what he's done since he's took over, as I said earlier. It's been fantastic to see. Lovely touch. Really nice yeah. touch. What, what was it? Mental health? It's yeah, it's a mental health charity. I'm just, we're going to get the... You'll see it on uh, on our socials uh, and online at Kick Mental Health. Oh, that's a fantastic, yep. fantastic gesture, yeah. Tremendous. And of course, it was supposed to be, I think, last week, uh, the SFA were going to decide about yeah. the fit and proper person. It's delayed because the game is on tonight. It was delayed last week. It's delayed again. But surely that will go ahead. I don't think there's any doubt about that whatsoever. That would be wrong. One, two, PR disaster for football. Yeah, but for me, everybody deserves a, a second chance. And it was a number of years ago and he's, he's went away and he's, yeah. he's worked hard and he's got to the position of manager uh, at Livingston. And listen, you hear him in his interviews. Um, Do you want to be a bit more? And through, yeah. yeah, I could listen to him all day, to be, to be honest with you. I enjoy listening to him. Um, so for me, he deserves the opportunity to, to manage Livingston long term. We're only on till seven, so here's another 30 seconds of him. I think the boys are making my job really easy. Winning games of football leads to the next game of football being that little bit easier. But I've got to put all of us, all of the positives, we're all in this together, staff, players, everyone is. The boys have got to take the majority of credit for that. They've made my job so easy. As I said, I've been in this job, we're looking at eight games, but for me, I've been a manager of Livingston Football Club for three, four, five years, because we've all been in it together. I've been the assistant manager, but when we won games and we lost games, I felt the exact same as Hoppy, I felt the exact same as Holy. We were all in it together, so although the, the name at the top's changed, your, your assistant to a manager, I don't think the feelings have changed or how I've coached changed, so there's not been a massive change for there, but the boys have made the job that wee bit easier. People relate to him, don't they? Yep, yep, I'm just listening. I was away there. I, I I can totally relate to him, and what he's he's basically saying there is his his team's all about togetherness and spirit, and that's when you hear him speak. That's what he's all about. And listen, you, you see it with the performances and and the results he's getting. As I said, since he's took over, the, his results have been fantastic. Reason why he's got the manager of the month, um, and do you know what? He'll be quietly confident in that group of players that they can get into that top six this year. 
up against Celtic tonight. It's an 8.15 kick-off, so we might just miss the teams. So it's uh, quite late late one tonight, but you'll be up watching it. Looking forward to it after uh, the show here on Go Radio, and we're on tomorrow night as well. Marvin Bartley will be joining us tomorrow. That'll be interesting, along with Leanne Crichton, because he's up against uh, the living captain, up against, well, will it be Scott Brown tonight? Will it be Sora who will be playing? What will the line-up be, and who is the missing Celtic player? We'll find out later. It's going to be uh, quite a while. Well, you know we work that yeah. out? Will we be able to work that out from the, the team? I think we will be. But one thing for sure is it'll be Edward and Griffiths up front. As long as it's not them. One of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. Sure <laughs> yeah. 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 That's a good point, Paul. Uh, just in case. Yeah, it will be hard to work out because it was not a bad, you know, first 11 at the weekend. Yeah, I think Who, who's Mar- the keeper for you, Simon? Sorry. Who who would you play at the moment if they're all fit? Uh, because remember, uh, Barkas came back in just before the Rangers game and he played. Didn't do anything wrong. He's still yet to produce through the big save. And maybe it's almost academic now. Yeah, it's a difficult one. And I'm not an expert on goalkeepers. Uh, nobody's really staked their claim. I think Hazard came in couple of wee mistakes in the in the final but yeah. got himself out of jail with the penalty saves mm-hmm. uh, he certainly got the physique maybe the the one against Hibs should have done better mm. but Barkas again hasn't really set the place on fire either so it's it's one position which is not nailed down let's say in the, the Celtic team uh, I think he'll go with the young kid again tonight Connor has it yeah so. Barry what do you reckon? Um, it's a hard one as mm. I said I, I, look, I like seeing young players get opportunities um, Connor Hazard's taking that opportunity in terms of I think he's done well well enough I, I know he's he's made mistakes but you're going to make mistakes as a goalkeeper you're going to have the spotlight on you um, I, I, I do think he, he could be a future Celtic goalkeeper in terms of Barkas I've, I've still not seen Enough of him in terms of him being put under severe pressure uh, for a lengthy time in a game. I look back at the old firm game, could he have done better with the OG? I thought he could have. Mm-hmm. Um, and people forget Bain as well. I think, I think Bain's not a bad goalkeeper. He doesn't do much wrong, does he? No, he, he doesn't. Um, so, look, I, honestly, I, I don't know. We'll find out soon. We'll find out how the Celtic players react. I see Gordon Strachan, the former Celtic uh, in Scotland, Middlesbrough manager, saying that uh, Neil Lennon's emotional outburst or his statement uh, on Monday was perhaps designed to give the players a real G up to see how they would perform. I mean, I think it's more than that, but there might have been a bit of psychology there, Simon, that uh, he came out with such passion. Uh, Are the players going to show that now? He certainly came out with passion, you know, and and fight... uh... And that's exactly what Celtic need. You know, the the weekend against Livingston maybe lacked a wee bit of that again. Uh, and they'll need it all tonight. They'll need it all tonight to get the three points. How can that be, Simon? When they're paid what they're paid, <clears> I'm not going into the old bit about all footballers are privileged and all that kind of stuff that we hear too much of, but they are well paid. They're a, you know, a huge club. They still had a chance of 10 in a row. OK, it didn't look likely, but the surest way not to do it is by dropping points at home to Livingston. It's confidence, though. I think, Paul. I don't I think, think it's. Yeah. I don't think it's the lack of effort. I don't. But the think. confidence was coming back. Confidence um, was know. coming back, and then you come. You come back from Dubai and lose thirteen players. Uh, you have to shake the team up. We touched on it earlier on, but the Hibs game. Mm. Hibs game. There wasn't a lot in it. Hibs have been doing okay. You'd still expect Celtic to win at home. They, they get their noses in front, and, and it's a mistake again. It's individual mistakes again that lose the two points. Uh, I didn't see much of the game at the weekend, but it's another drop. 
couple of points yeah. and the situation where your rivals are so far ahead it's a new territory for a lot of the Celtic players to be in so confidence for me at times I wouldn't say it's lack of effort it's, it's it's finding themselves in this situation so quickly in a turnaround. It's almost a shock, maybe to one or two of them. I, I've been in a situation myself when you're you've no won games and you know what it's like. You know, on the pitch, you're trying your best, but you're you're just sapped to energy. Yeah, you, yep. you just feel heavy legged, and <clears throat> I, I think that's what what Celtic, some of Celtic players are are going yeah. through. I, I think there've been some decent performances this season in yep. terms of individually. There's been like Callum McGregor. I think has been really consistent throughout the season. But I you, just only, think you only have to go back to Ibrox I thought Celtic that, that one there Celtic mm-hmm. for me start the game first 45 till no I said that see, until they send off they send Celtic off. play really well I, I said that look, a lot of people say Rangers were off it uh, and they were off it but you've got to give Celtic yeah. credit they came uh, with a, a total different formation we hadn't seen this season Sid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and look they, they did dominate the first 60 minutes and the sending off did make a difference there's no doubt about it but when you're no so sometimes when you you play that well and you come away with a defeat, that can also knock you. Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it. maybe them getting on that plane, they're thinking, what do we need to do? Because yep. Rangers weren't great, but they still come out with the, the three points. And what is going on behind the scenes? That's what we don't know. Right. No one knows for sure. There's you know there's loads of the rumor mill is in overdrive at the moment. The club didn't replay the Neil Lennon press conference, the media conference on Monday. Before we came on here, it hasn't gone on there, and I don't ever remember. I don't remember that happening during social media times. Uh, and the, the Scott Brown interview yesterday, which it, we've been playing and has been going out, but the Neil Lennon that uh, dynamite on Monday, the emotional out, outburst, outpouring, which many people uh, didn't like, but many also did like. And so that's the that's Neil Lennon giving it as he sees it. So what do you think? Oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. Let's go on the lines again. Nathan is on the line. Nathan, good evening. Uh, evening, chaps. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. <clears throat> Good. What's in your mind tonight? Um, I just want to talk about the, the generation of players nowadays. You know, I, I hear you know Barry talking in the past about you know playing for the Rangers and putting that shirt on and giving everything. Roy Keane the same about talking about the Man United shirt and mm-hmm. you know you play for the club and the shirt. And sometimes you're watching and it feels like some of these players aren't doing that you know they're just out there you know obviously they want to win they're winners you know they're they're in a you know clubs that they deserve to be in but sometimes I just question do they have the same desire as the players 10 15 20 years ago or even more recently the Kieran Tierney's Barry Ferguson's Uh, Simon I'll ask you first then what about Nathan's point there Nathan are you directing it at players in general or a, a specific team or just just some, just some players, you know. It, I think it's the thought process has come from. It's a bit different now. Rangers are, you know, twenty-one points yeah. in front, but it just sounds like, you know, you go back ten, fifteen years ago, and it's not over till it's over. Where it just feels like there's not that, you know, that drive to win and win and win and try and get that ten in a row. You know, talking about Celtic or you know, yeah, that's basically where I'm coming from. Yeah, I, I think in, if, if, if I'm making a general point, I think the game has changed over the last 10, 15 years. I watched a clip, I think it was last night, and it was Rooney and Perez, and they, they, they go to ground, and there's a bit of a fracas, and Keane comes in, and Gary Neville comes in, and I quite liked it, and I thought, yeah. you don't see much of that in the game yeah. nowadays. Mm-hmm. 
but I think the game has changed a lot over the last 15-20 years going back to the Celtic side of it there as I just said before you came on I don't know if you'd heard I don't, I don't think it's a a concession or a, a lack of effort I, I think they've found this a real surprise if not a shock to be in this position uh, it's certainly for me looking from the outside <clears throat> a, a huge shock you know if you'd said to me at the start of the year we'd be in mid-January and Rangers would be 21 points clear you know I'd have thought you were you, you were crazy mm-hmm. I would never have seen that happening I didn't I accepted there was going to be a race this year I thought it was going to be a lot tighter but I did not see the likes of Rangers creating a gap that's there just now and I, I think Celtic have struggled to cope with that you do, know, do, do you think Celtic have went in thinking right you know what, what we've kept you know all the rumours were going about in the summer Edward may be going yeah. and, and so on and so on they kept the players the same squad they added Duffy come in Ayeti come in um, there was another Barkas come yeah. in there was Turnbull as well uh, do you think they were maybe thinking right do you know what we're even stronger we should win this do you oh. think they've took the foot off the gas oh, thinking some... look, look what happened to Rangers when they come back off the winter break in yep. January they Been went Celtic looked stronger going yep. away yep, before everything came to a, a standstill mm. through there might be bits of that mm-hmm. uh, and maybe I was guilty I, I went into this season thinking Celtic are, are still looking really strong mm-hmm. I acknowledge Rangers were improving yep. every year under Gerard, mm-hmm. but I still thought Celtic had the squad to go and win the title again mm-hmm. but then you look at different wee things you look at and both teams have been affected maybe differently by no fans in the, in the stadium then you, you look at the ball and goalie situation where Celtic lose ground with games mm-hmm. Rangers take the points here and you know yourself when your rivals start to move that way a wee bit away a bit you've got the games in hand you've not got the points on the board mm-hmm. then the form drops a wee bit and it just becomes right. a yep. domino effect and and I, it got to a point where Celtic find it really difficult now yeah, to try I, and reverse I, that I think they get a bit of a shock I'll go back to the first Old Firm game Celtic that Park was a, that was a yep. big one yeah yep, I, I I Celtic think... didn't really compete at all that day yep. and, and you know what I, I've seen Rangers actually play better but I thought their game plan was really good um, you've seen you know the way Rangers play Tavernier and Barisic bombing up I, I, I hardly seen that yeah and, and the, the Celtic game so the managers went with a different mindset and I think it, it shook Celtic up but I think they've thought yeah Rangers are are onto one here they, yep. they're a different team they're a different animal this season and I always sit back and I wonder if Celtic during the pre-season or maybe took their foot off the gas a wee bit and thinking it's just going to be what it's been the last number of mm. years but Rangers have improved and I'll go back to it I do think recruitment mm. has been a big part of it yep. I think you, t- you touch on the, rec- the recruitment for Celtic I've said it I don't, I don't think it's really out with Turnbull Mm-hmm. And Sorrow had been there, which came good eventually. Yeah, right. he, he joined last January. Yeah, January, they, they yeah. definitely came in recently yeah. in the Lille game and freshened things up. Yeah. Definitely for every, everybody connected. But she said I was uh, the Celtic um, supporters that I, I spoke, I, I've spoken to. Sorry, I should say they were happy with the recruitment. They were happy with the the, the players. Oh, well, I was see when Duffy came in. Yep. I thought Duffy, mm-hmm. big no nonsense centre half yep. for down south, Premiership experience will come in. Mm-hmm. It was a position in the Celtic team that needed strengthened. You know, I think they'd only had the two. Yep. They were using Beaton there. I thought he would do well, but for whatever reason, it's not it's not worked up until now. Mm-hmm. 
I think everyone thought that. And, and th- yeah. Another thing, just quickly, I think recruit. It's important to get them in early as well. I yeah. think. See, and like, you said that, Barry. Yeah, it didn't he got happen. them in first day pre-season. Mm. Stephen Gerrard. Yeah. He, he got Roof in. Mm. He got uh, Balogun in. Mm. The Itten. only one Itten in. The only one that was late uh, was Zungu. Mm. Yep. He was a bit later, but I think it's always important when you sign players to get them in the first day of pre-season and they get to get them to know their surroundings and get them to know their teammates. I think yep. that's important mm-hmm. as well. Nathan, do you go along with that? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's um, but again, it, it confuses me with the Celtic players if they went in with that mentality of well, they haven't changed too much. Mm-hmm. They brought a few in. They still look like the same Rangers from last season. We'd be all right. Where I don't know. You know, I've never obviously I've never played it at a level where I just think well, you're playing for Celtic. You're playing for a big club. It's all about winning, and this time we're going to try and convincingly win, especially. You know, without sounding controversial, they were given the league last year because of COVID. This year, their mentality should have been, right, we're going to go and prove that we we would have won if it wasn't cut short regardless. And we're going to show, you know, the opposition that why we're the number one club for the last 10 years. Nathan, thanks for calling. Yep. No worries at all, Cheers. thank you. Thanks very much, uh, podcast listener. I mean, Celtic were in a run that uh, Rangers weren't going to c- catch them last season, but let's not go on about that old one unless we want to open no, it again. But No, we have always we been open about it. Yeah. I think the difference was the winter break and yeah. uh, Celtic come back a, a different machine mm-hmm. uh, and Rangers failed to produce yep. what they'd done the first six months of the season. And well, That's just plain and yeah. simple open honesty yeah. Rangers said we're not going to let that happen again in the next season and that's what's happened and they have caught Celtic off guard I, I think they have yeah but they, they, they've certainly improved there's been a lot of work I've seen I see even a difference in the way they, they play mm-hmm. there's been a lot of work on that training ground and as I said yep. the, the difference is when players are not performing I, I, I always look at the Rangers bench and it's a strong Rangers bench I want to ask you about that what the change has been after this the Go Radio Football Show. Let's go. Don't forget the Go Radio Business Show with Hunter and Hockey with Clark Epos UK Limited is back on this Sunday at 11am on Go Radio. Donald Martin, Editor-in-Chief of the Herald and Herald and Sunday, will be cheering it again. The Go Business Show with Hunter and Hockey. Two of our mm. top business inspirational leaders Sir Tom and Lord Willie looking to inspire inform and entertain this weekend they'll be talking budgets and Brexit and catching up with nightclub and music industry legend Donald McLeod Barry yeah I, I listened to it on Monday I yep. says to you that uh, you did I, I was you going would. to do that what did you think just interesting Sir Tom Hunter like, his first bit in the, the Barrowlands was selling slippers he only sold one pair and somebody told them to go and do the trainers and he just he just went from strength to strength and then obviously the shell suit thing that he was <laughs> the, the biggest um, in Europe <laughs> unbelievable Amazing. just uh, I just love love listening to things like that and Craig Moore and Stephen Craig and we're wearing them last night <laughs> I'm just about to say that you know that Bob Malcolm your assistant he, he emailed last night yeah, it, for it, the socials yeah no, Bob doesn't know how to email. Oh, does he not? He must know? have texted. That maybe a text. <laughs> Ali will tell us, yeah. Uh, no, he'd, he'd says to me, listen, um, you should see the, the, the state of big goes <laughs> yeah, and Craig's yeah. gear. But I'm not surprised. Oh, it was, was Ozzy's yeah. gear like that when he played? 
Oh, horrendous. Was it? Yeah. Uh, better than the worst I've seen. And Willie had some great stories as well. And of course, the, known as Willie the Hatchet, uh, but because he was probably ruthless in business. You have to listen to it, okay? But I'm he said, sure coming from the Gorbals, people looked at me, what, Willie the Hatchet? I'd you seen know? it on the, I'd seen it advertised on the, the social media, but I never tuned in on Sunday, but I'll, what? I'll have a little listen this Sunday. Yeah. Bad career move. <laughs> it, it's just, uh, it's just amazing where, yeah. where these guys start and what goes through their minds yeah. in, in terms of, it's just crazy going to sell one pair of slippers he sold in a day mm-hmm. and then he went to trainers and it was just it snowballed for there it's unbelievable phenomenal. yeah and for everyone and honestly it's a great listen as well on the podcast or live on Sunday morning uh, 11 till 12 here on Go Radio so uh, and I think this gives people a bit of hope as well do you know that that people can start out as most of us have you know just normal people west of Scotland and my goodness, they are uh, inspirations to everyone. And we keep saying it, what they do for the charities and for the good causes is phenomenal. Most yep. of it we don't know, Simon, yep. what they're doing. Yeah, I've, amazing. I've, I've yep. obviously known Willie reasonably well over the years. Yep. The Celtic and, as you say, what he's did for charity over the years is incredible. Tom Hunter the same, but sounds a really interesting show, so I'll be tuning in this Sunday. I used to do the voiceovers for Tom, right names, right prices, sports <laughs> division. don't know if we can do that here. Nike, Reebok, Adidas, yep, and uh, he, get, he, get 200, sell out he get £295 million, I get £2.95. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the voiceover was worth. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Um, but who yeah. was it about sports division? JGB, it was oh, Dave Whelan. Who, of course, uh, Wigan, uh, Wigan ah, right. uh, really passionate Wigan. Oh, he, he would be... Uh, do you so remember, this, just yeah. a quick one, do you remember I, Robert Stores? Yeah, Aye. of course. Yeah, I yeah, still love Only now that you've mentioned right. that. I used to go in and look at the strips and yeah, Robert Stores and Greaves. Uh-huh. Greaves yeah. Sports. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I better get Greaves or Sandy. I'll, I'll be annoyed with me. He'll patch you. Uh, so for tonight at eight fifteen, the kickoff. We don't think we're going to have the team news in time. Um, we've heard Scott Brown speaking about the match, and also David Martindale talking about his players. And uh, at the top of the show, what about the differences in his team tonight? What can we look to see? I think it's going to be. Extremely different. There's probably three or four different players that will come into the equation. Did say to the boys, the team that we played on Saturday, there was 70 day boys that played in the old forum game. So although it's going to be different, it's not going to be 100% different. They're going to come in with two strikers who are natural strikers, probably, and Edward and Griffiths. Because I think the game on Saturday they, they didn't play with any natural strikers. So they're going to come in with two strikers that would walk into any team in Scotland. And probably Ryan Christie will come back into the mix and potentially Scott Brown and Chris Ayers. So it's going to be a different game of football but it's one that we're looking forward to and it's one that we've dealt with in the past at Livingston so there's no reason why we can't approach us in a positive mindset and he's giving us uh, maybe both teams insight there you're just looking at Hayley Barber uh, it looks as though yeah oh look at the snow off the pitch there yeah, the snow's just as white as Boydie's teeth in it <laughs> <laughs> yep it's, yeah. it looks fine to me yep. the, the pitch so I'd imagine the game's uh, good to go and It'll be a good one, as I said, Livingston are a reformed team and, and Celtic need to go there and, and get the three points to, to stay in touch with Rangers. You're Scott Brown. We're obviously not in the best position, but we have got three games in hand. We need to make sure we win those games. We need to make sure we hit top form. The now, we need to make sure that we keep believing as well because we've, we've always got the faith and we've always got that positivity and we know that we can keep winning games and that's what we have to do to try and put pressure on our rivals. And dominating the last 48 hours, moments like this from Neil Lennon on Monday. 
the players were sitting in a bar. To me, they weren't on top of one another. They weren't. We were outside in a, in our bubble having a beer for half an hour. This has been made out to be something that it's not. And like I said, we weren't doing a conga, 20-man conga, which is lauded by all and sundry because Scotland qualified for the Euros. Our players weren't behaving like that at all. And like I say, 80% of them are teetotal. For, so for anyone to call it a jolly is totally disrespectful to their professionalism and the way they conduct themselves as men. Would you For accept- me, there was nothing wrong with the photographs. And by the way, it's illegal to take photographs in Dubai without someone's consent. But however, we weren't hiding anything. We weren't up to anything. We were out there sitting there on our day off, having traveled all through the night, which again is our problem, not anybody else's. But it was impossible to do any training the next day. So they were given some downtime like we all were. And this has been a stick to beat us with, these photographs, and it's completely preposterous. No matter what you think, Simon Donnelly, Barry Ferguson, if you're a player and you hear that just now, would that not make you feel bunker mentality? Let's go out and win tonight. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, for me, sees mentality. Let's go. And, and the best thing to, to shut people up, basically, is to go and win a game of yeah. football tonight. <clears throat> and I, I'm sure that was maybe in the thought process of, of Neil Lennon. Um, and I'm sure, look, look, I don't think you need to do a sorry a team talk tonight. They know how important it is to, to win this game of football. I think as a manager, it's all about just picking your starting eleven, and they'll know themselves that any more drop points, it's going to be even harder than it is to to get back at Rangers. Do you think it'll be different? Um, and you know he's been quieter and more subdued for much of the season. Do you think we're going to see the old Neil Lennon tonight? With people saying they don't think he's going to be there for very much longer. We don't know, but there's huge speculation. I think he'll, I think you'll be up for it. I think you, you hear the the anger and the frustration in his his voice there, uh, and I think the boys will be up for it. I think Celtic will be up for it. If I was one of those players that had to isolate for thirteen days coming back and then all the stick that the club have got and the drop points, I'd want to go out and change that as quick as possible. Mm. And that and as, as Barry says, that the only way you can do that is win games, win games. Uh, it's a difficult one, but they will need to be at the top of their game to win it. Are they going to win it tonight? What do you think will happen? I think yeah. they will. I think they will. Obviously, we're not going to quite get the team. No. I'd like to see the team, but if they if they have Edward and Griffiths in that starting eleven, I'd expect Celtic to win. Somebody will send you the team very soon. Yeah, surely you still get that. Yeah, occasionally. Uh, of course, that was one of the things early in the season. People were uh, really somebody was giving the Celtic team, the team out early. Yeah, you know there was. The, the, yeah, it just didn't go well for Celtic in every way. And actually, some of the the biggest names didn't seem to like it when the manager said some people uh, are wanted elsewhere and if they do, if they want to go then they should go and that was a defining moment many people think that they didn't respond well to that yeah possibly I think that was after one of the, the European games Fairness early Fairness, on yeah. uh, Champions League the managers came out and said that obviously a disappointment of the the game but then it's speculation everybody's wondering who the players are mm-hmm. everybody starts wondering about the players and maybe takes the focus away from actual performances on the pitch yep. so I don't think that helped mm-hmm. but as I say tonight's another one and many times we said that I must win but they mm-hmm. have to go and win in terms of after that, that European game mm-hmm. coming out and having a, a pop at them um, guys wanting to leave and also the performance not being good enough uh, for me as a player if the manager come out, comes out and says that I'm ready to go again I'm going out in that training field and yeah. training even harder yeah. and can't wait for the next game but that's why we go back to the last call it's, uh, for me it's a different generation now back in your day Sid will tell you it was different the manager could come in and rant and rave and, and be right into your face and I, I enjoyed that because it made me lift your game yeah mm-hmm. but it made me right, right. do you know what I'm going to go and show, show him yeah. 
and that that's the difference I think nowadays. But that that's just modern day football for me. Is that going to work tonight? What's the scoreline for you, Barry? Depending, uh, uh, same as Sid there, I I would like to see the team. Um, If you've got Griffiths and Edward, and I know how they'll feel, I think any player would feel this, if you you can't train and play for 10 days, you're absolutely desperate to to go and kick a ball about. It's the best thing you can do. Mm. Um, So if they've got the two up, I could see them. It's going to be tight. You've got to give Livingston respect, but I could see them just nicking it Celtic. could see Celtic nicking it. You think so too? But that pitch is always, you know, nobody. The you know the, the major teams don't like going onto the plastic pitch. It's a different don't, game, isn't it? It's yeah. a, it it always a different feels like a different game. Mm. Sticky mm-hmm. ball getting held up. I think it suits teams defending. It's harder to create on these types yeah. of pitches. But, but, but I'm sure, like um, Neil Lennon and even when Rangers go uh, play Livingston, I'm sure they would do a couple of sessions on the Arsenal. Yeah. They've got Arsenal yeah, tough at the both. Um, both training grounds so I'm sure they would uh, make sure that they've done a few sessions on that just to get them um, used to the surface I said I would ask you about Rangers in the last minute then what do you think has been the difference this year and I think you've been saying the preparation for Rangers they did their yeah, business I, early yeah they've done their business early there's clearly been a lot of work on the training ground um, and during games I'm just seeing a lot more patience from them when they can't score early they're, they're not panicking and that's the one of the, the reasons why they've been on a fantastic run for me and they've been really consistent. 21 wins and three draws. I mean, if you'd said to me at the start of the season, I, I would have been surprised. But fair play to them. They, they deserve to be where they are just now. Simon, we won't see you later this week, so I'm going to ask you, St. Johnson Hibbs, who's going to win? Just give us the, the winner. <laughs> I'm going to go think? for... I'm going to go for my old club St Johnston of course I covered the game the weekend I thought they did okay and I think they might upset Hibs and Livy against St Mirren oh I need to be careful where is she it's alright it's around but what do you reckon I think Livy yep I'm going to go for St Johnston Livy final right we'll ask Barry and Si on Friday thanks everyone thanks for tuning in we're back tomorrow night at 5 take care The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go! Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on heat pump servicing and breakdowns, renewable energy and more, visit opc-ltd.uk